0: Hello and welcome to the Arizona Liberty Podcast. I'm your host, Neil in Arizona. Today is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. It's about 8.15 p.m. I hope you and your family had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'll tell you, I thought Christmas was going to be dead as a doornail and you know in terms of things to do there was no rest none at all we were busy through the whole season even at work like at work everybody goes on vacation and that's usually when I just stay at work and I get caught up no none of that it went into turbo mode then after Christmas it was still just busy with stuff you know it's just busy New Year's gets here and it's Monday, you know, was New Year's and it was crazy. Like Monday was, I mean, uh, uh, even New Year's was a busy time. So I don't know when I'm going to (laughs) rest. But we have a lot of things actually going on in 2024. In fact, I am excited about 2024. It all started on New Year's Eve, for me at least. I'm not a New Year's, uh, what do they call it? New Year's resolution person. I am not. I can't stand those things. <laughs> they irritate the garbage out of me. But it's really funny because this lady uh, on the Great American Family Channel Network, she put a post out and it was a Scrabble piece. And her first Scrabble solution, or you know, like when Scrabble, you have to solve for the word in some way. I don't, I don't know the rules, but her word was Create. And she did that on New Year's Eve right before Turnover. And she said, I think this is a sign of what I'm going to be doing this year. And of course, I responded and told her, you know what? That sounds like a plan. And you know what? It is a plan. The Arizona Liberty podcast is in the process of adding an additional host. So we're going to have an additional host coming on. And we are trying to get a couple more people. We're Going to try by summertime to have um, at least three hosts. And we also have switched over to a different infrastructure. We were using SoundCloud, and God bless them. They were cool with us. In fact, we're still going to have a presence on SoundCloud, but we're not going to be on the enterprise level with them anymore. So, you know, I'm going to send out the RSS update on the website, ArizonaLibertyPodcast.com. And you can click on the new RSS feed. It's not there just yet. We're getting that geared up. But there is an additional podcast that's being created. Uh, and it's it's called the GunnerSounds.net podcast. And it's going to be based on audio production, hobbies, artists, like local artists. Uh, not just local artists. Artists from anywhere, really. Uh, and uh, technology. And a lot of it's going to be mus- music-focused. Um <sighs> I, I just I just don't like video. I have, you know, I I'm not anti-video, but I am just not a video guy. I I like to listen more than um, than I, than I, than I than I watch. If that makes sense, you know, I'd rather just put something on and listen. I, I don't I, I didn't have TV as a kid. Maybe that might have something to do with it. I don't know, but the the GunnerSounds.net podcast. I mean the uh the Arizona Liberty podcast is going to still be. in in full effect it's going to be busy um hopefully get some uh guests have some potential guests that are lining up i mean it's it's election season so who knows what we're going to have on on top of that um we are doing these events and we got even more uh upgraded recording equipment so we just did a bill of rights event in uh mid-december and it was really nice and the audio came out perfect so that's going to get posted Uh, within the next few days on the on the Liberty podcast, and these will be on the new RSS feed and the old, so you'll have access to both of them. But essentially, the the Liberty podcast is just gonna be multiple hosts, um, and events, and it's just gonna be like hopefully a Liberty fest. And then this GunnerSounds.net podcast, it's like I said, it's gonna be mostly audio production, a lot of like tech talk, um, shoot the breeze type of things. And it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's all, it's all under uh, the RSS.com platform. It it seems to be really good. I've researched this platform for the last couple months now, and it it seems to be the answer uh, to what we need. So, you know, here's what I recommend. You know, if you're if you're a patriot and you've been fighting, you have got to network. Okay, I have found out uh, this past few years that you have these people. And they want to take control of an event, not of an event, but of a group, right? They'll want to run a group and you'll find out you're, you're dealing with a lot of grifting and a lot of narcissists. And I know I use that word a lot, but I mean, America has a narcissist problem. There's a problem with that in America. And a lot of people jumped onto this bandwagon because they want to be famous. Like they want to be known. They want people to look at them and recognize them. And you know, I experienced over that last like 2 years situations where, you know, we're offering free services to these people and they start barking orders at you like you're like you're a child. And so some of these organizations fell apart. I don't I'm not a name dropper. You know, I don't I don't drop names, but I'm just warning you that you have got to get networked with good solid people and if you have anybody in your network that is just being ridiculous, cut them off. Just cut them off, don't speak to them, let them go. They'll be fine. There's food on the table, you know. They've got plenty of people to manipulate down the road. Don't even worry about it. Don't let your heart bleed over it. Their heart would never bleed for you, so don't bleed for them. And I'm in, you know, I'm in a situation where I go to these events. We're running these events, and we see some of these people, and it's awkward. But you know what? It's time for the men to be separated from the boys. If you're a man, you roll up your sleeves and you get going. And if you're not in charge, be a darn good leader. And if you're in charge, be a darn good leader. That's how it works. That's the way. That's the way this should work. You you don't you don't have to be the president of everything. You can be you know you can be a a, a darn good helper and be very effective. So anyway, um, enough of that. But that's that's really what's coming around this year is we're going to build this thing out. And this, this gunner podcast that's coming up. I'm going to, I'm going to actually put some information on the uh, Instagram site. Hello, Instagram folks. You guys are the best. Didn't, didn't do a, didn't do a, um, uh, an episode, but I still heard from a lot of people on Instagram. So, you know, God bless you all. I, I really think the best of you. Um, and we'll be putting, uh, the, the podcast for the gunner net podcast on, uh, the, on the Instagram, uh for that as well we put stuff out on twitter but I, i'll tell you that the the gunner Sounds.net twitter account is just just completely it's it's shadow banned from back uh during the lockdowns that's never it i'll put stuff out and it'll 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 have a reach of about six people <laughs> so uh you know i don't i don't know what to do about it i really don't i, I don't care i don't rely on it it's uh it's kind of a joke actually um, it you know you know what it is is you, you when you put your stuff out you put it on Gab you put it out on different platforms and you just basically go to the Gunner sound you basically go to Twitter and you just throw the same thing in there and you know I've got a couple people out there uh, that that I am friends with uh, from the Twitter world and pretty much that's it like like I, I don't get any interactions on Twitter um, now this state of Arizona well, the the question is where are we right now right where are we Well, right now in Arizona, we have an upcoming PPE, Papa Papa Egypt, right? I'm forgetting my phonetics. I believe that's right. Papa Papa Egypt? I don't know. I don't got time to think about it. That is called the Presidential Preference Election. It's scheduled for March 19th. That's literally in a few days, people. This election is unique because only members of the participating political parties, namely Democrat and Republicans, will be eligible to vote in this election. So... If you're not a Republican, you do not get to vote. It's essentially a primary, but it's for the presidential. Um, I don't like it. Uh, I, I I just I don't like the idea of this thing. I, I don't. I, I it. I don't know. It it smells funny. But this will mean that independent voters can't vote uh, on these. Um, I I don't know the Lib, libertarian guy. I don't know what they're doing. But um, as of the deadline, there are 16 candidates uh, that are going to be held on the ballot. Uh, So your Democrats are going to be uh, uh, Joe Biden, Gabriel uh, Cornejo, Frankie Lozada, Stephen Lyons, Jason Palmer, uh, Congressman Dean Phillips, and Marianne Williamson. So these people are funny. They're challenging Biden right now. (laughs) And there hasn't even been any debates There's not been any Democratic debates, if that's not strange of its own. And then what's even stranger is the Republican debates. Those are just bizarre also. But anyway, the Republican candidates that are going to be on this PPE is Ryan L. Binkley, Johnny Anthony Castro. Remember that name? Chris Christie. Ooh. Ooh. You ever see that movie, The Whale? Never mind. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. uh, Nikki Haley. Asa Hutchinson, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, remember his name, David Stuck, Stuckenberg, and Donald Trump. You know, I, you know, my guy is David Stuckenberg. I was thinking him. This is what's weird. So you know, if you haven't just been, I don't know. It. I mean, if you if you went to the the, if you went and got gas, you probably know that Maine and Colorado have made moves to take Trump off the ballot. And the thing that I don't see is the Republicans rallying around Donald Trump. Now, the states have their bit of rallying, but the RNC acts like it's not even happening. It's pathetic. And it makes me question things about the Republican Party. And Vivek uh, Ramaswamy... He actually voiced it. I I, I don't have the soundbite. I'll try to chase it down for the next episode. But I mean, this is big. Vivek Ramaswamy said that the biggest issue that we're running into in terms of Trump not being on a ballot is your Republicans. And he named names. But this guy, Johnny Anthony Castro, he actually filed in numerous states that Trump should be disqualified based on his role in the January 21st or January 6th, 2021, Capitol insurrection. And his lawsuit, uh, according to Arizona's Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, he described it as premature since no candidates were officially on the ballot at the time. Did you hear that? So uh, Adrian Fontes described the lawsuit as premature since no candidates were officially on the ballot at the time. And he called it a nothing burger. Waste of taxpayer money. Now, we're going to watch this in the near future of where this goes. We have till March. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, I just, it, it, you know, I'm just going to say it. It, it just it, the, the whole thing is just odd. So watch this real close. And, uh, you know, here's how Donald Trump is reacting to this.
1: It's been a court battle in other states and now it's happening in Alaska. Steve
2: Kirch tells us about the lawsuit.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, this is actually the soundbite about the lawsuit. Sorry about that. But yeah, this is a, a lawsuit. Uh, um, this is about the Anthony um, Castro lawsuit.
2: filed to have former President Donald Trump disqualified from appearing on Alaska's 2024 presidential election ballot. Steve?
3: Mike Maria, the lawsuit was filed by a Texas attorney in 2024 presidential longshot candidate, John Anthony Castro. However, some Republican leaders feel the lawsuit will gain very little steam heading into 2024, even with the Colorado Supreme Court ruling to keep Trump off that state's ballot. On his so, social media and campaign website, the Texas attorney says he has leaked.
0: Okay, that started That started to loop there. Um, so that that is uh, the Alaska, right? That's what happened in Alaska. Now... What's really irritating about this is, you know, the, the like I said, the RNC hasn't had any like there's been no nothing from the RNC. It's, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, uh, Donald Trump had this to say.
4: Our country is being destroyed by people who have no idea what they're doing or even worse. They may very well have an idea. They may hate our country and they may want to see it destroyed. But it may also be the last election we ever have. If this election doesn't work, if this election is rigged and stolen, if bad things happen, our country will not survive. If Crooked Joe and the Democrats get away with removing my name from the ballot, then there will never be a free election in America again. We will have become a dictatorship where your president is chosen for you. You will no longer have a vote or certainly won't have a meaningful vote. And you could say, frankly, that that has already begun. This truly is our final chance to save America. And with the 2024 election now less than one year away, this is your chance to take a stand against tyrants that support the one and only movement that can save our country and make America great again. We must win in 2024. If we don't win, we will not have a country. If we do win, we will make America greater than it's ever been before
0: now that that right there um you should pay att- pay close attention to that you know mark crispin miller has said that donald trump lost due to voter fraud uh due to voter fraud mark crispin miller is a essentially a leftist he has written prop propaganda in his earlier life and then started teaching classes on propaganda and he wrote a book won't get fooled again about the Bush-Gore election being fraudulent. And he, and he wrote again about the John Kerry election saying that that was fraudulent. And now he is saying that Donald Trump's election was fraudulent. Um, that's just something that we need to understand. And all of you that live in Pinell County that think Pinell County is so you know conservative, understand that we are about to become a massive... Supplier of solar energy, and you know, like I, I, have to give this disclaimer when I talk conservative liberals. You know, it's it's generic. It really is. It's the way that most of the world sees this stuff. But really, Pinell County has a very high conservative voter base, and you know, the conservatives are fallen for some of the dumbest tricks in the book. We th- th- this solar business is not going to work. I mean, look up Solyndra. That was a government-funded company during the Obama administration. It failed. It fell apart. And they ended up with parts everywhere. And uh, Apple bought out the old center. It's down there on... Uh, was it Crisman? Way south down there. And it's... I don't know what it is now. There's all this talk. And I think it's because there's all these agreements that you have to have a certain part of that plant to be solar or something. I don't know. Anyway... Uh, Meta, you know, those guys, Facebook, they're going to be powering their data center uh, from Orsten's, Orsted's 11-mile solar center. center. <laughs> it's, it's a 300-milliwatt solar farm combined with the battery energy storage system. So yeah, that's wonderful, right? All these batteries. <laughs> what do we do with these batteries when they die? Just it's, th- This solar thing is just not, it's, it's not going to work. I'm telling you. And there, there also is this article um, saying uh, in in Pinell County that there's this you know shift right. There's a shift in in uh, you know political uh, what is it? Um, There's a shift in political stance on the Republican state candidates in Florence, and it's particular regarding uh, abortion. And this article is out of ground.news. And they're, they're, they're making the claim that because um, more people want abortion and the Republicans will not, you know, the, the Republicans are starting to shift on this. Um, so, so this is what it says. Sorry. Republican gubernatorial uh, candidate Carrie Lake attends a rally in Florence. Oh, wait, this is from 2022. They got their stuff all mixed up. Well, anyway, this article that I have cited, um, they're they're saying that like, you know, we're we're starting to shift based on uh, on the abortion that's haunted the last two cycles. So what they're saying is that that these that the that the that more Republicans are now wanting more abortion, and so we have to, you know, the 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 candidates are now starting to shift towards more pro-abortion. So, you know, I just think it's all fud. Um, I I don't I, you know, abortion. I think is just such a polarizing subject. And these these organizations, these 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 websites and stuff, they just push these statements. Uh, even Donald Trump has come out and said we're losing because of abortion. Really, you're going to lose the country because of the stance on abortion. Really, that's going to be what takes it all down. Abortion. Most families don't even deal with abortion. But the one but the families that do deal with abortion they're not incestuous they're not it's it's not because of rape it, it is because of complete uh complete just lack of responsibility that's why that's the majority of these and these companies they they want to market their abortion and I think if you want to have a healthy debate about abortion, you need to know the real facts about it before you just start you know yelling it now there's another thing that came out. Uh, last couple days, um, a bunch of military people are real, like a bunch of veterans, um, myself included on this. I, I signed this. Um, they have sent out a... a it's, It says, uh, current and former U.S. service members demand military leaders be court-martialed over the forced COVID vaccines. So you've seen the cancer numbers uh, going up. Um, all kinds of uh, co- uh, injuries were being reported. Um, We're going to talk in a minute about uh, the COVID-19 in Florida, the COVID-19 vaccines and the, and the, and the uh, surgeon general from Florida. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit, but this veteran by the name of Brad Miller, he wrote uh, on X and it it just completely went viral. I mean, Catherine Austin Fitz said that this is the year of, of, of uh, pushback and it's starting and your veterans are going to be the first ones to do it. This is getting ridiculous. We're, we're tired of this at 4am. Um, Yeah, 4 um, (laughs) a.m., I I think like two days ago at four in the morning, he wrote, senior military leaders received an email with a letter attached called the Declaration of Military Accountability. I know because I sent the email. I sent it on behalf of myself and 230 other signatories. This letter has former generals, colonels, sergeant majors, you know, sergeants, specialists, privates, you know, lots of veterans. And he went on and said, this letter is not addressed to the military leaders, but rather to the American people. The The email was merely to inform these military leaders that there is a group of troops and vets pledging to the American public that we will do everything lawfully within our power to stop the willful destruction of our military by its own leadership. Let's take our country back in 2024 and let's begin by defending our military from its own leadership. You know, let me tell you, I saw a Trump promo video the other day and it had Trump walking with these two generals walking with him and they were masked and they looked like Darth Vader. It was pathetic. Our soldiers should not look like that. Now to move on a little bit, uh, you had this issue happen in Harvard. Um, We'll go over that here, but you had this uh, Harvard uh, President Claudine Gay She had to resign. She was forced to resign. And he wrote, Harvard is done. Along with Harvard is the role that the DEI plays in the American culture. Whatever happened to being judged by the content of one's characters and not by the color of one's skin? President Gay needs to go. She is uh, now caught plagiarizing more than 50 times. There is a plagiarism problem at Yale. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But her history is... She was deemed as the 30th president of Harvard University on, the, on July 1st last year. So, you know, like we're talking about eight months, maybe, tops. And she was the first black woman uh, to helm the Ivy League institution. She is a political science scientist. Uh, are you surprised? And uh, she joined in 2006 with Harvard as professor in the Department of Government. Uh, she also see, uh, served as dean of social science of faculty arts and um, sciences at Harvard, and um, and she was named the Wilbur A. Cowett Professor of Government in 2015. Here's what led to the resignation. So uh, Gay's resignation followed a period of intense scrutiny and controversy, including congressional hearings about anti-Semitism on university campuses and allegations of plagiarism. Regarding her previous academic work, she faced criticism for her responses. She's the one that was responding heartlessly about this during the hearing and the way Harvard handled uh, these anti-Semitic speeches on campus and then there was the allegations of plagiarism in her academic work um and this emerged uh, after the testimony cuz people start digging around and looking stuff up and an independent review by Harvard Corporation found that she had not committed research uh research misconduct though some of her articles required additional citations ah oh, that yeah you got to cite that got to cite that um this is ridiculous so you know i I did the college thing. Um, it didn't get me any extra money. Didn't really do anything for me. Um, I had to go back to school after college to actually, you know, actually get. You know, I, I majored in history, so I had to go back and get a what they call a post baccalaureate certificate in Linux and Unix administration, just to keep, uh, just to kind of update my career profile. Now, the the funny thing about college. Never one time, in fact, never one time, even when I was in high school, whatever, I never was ever even questioned about plagiarism. And nowadays, you have this system, uh, There, there's different ones out there, but when I was in, it was a system called Turnitin.com. Turnitin.com, you would upload your paper, and Turnitin.com had a tool that would read your paper. And look for plagiarism. And if you didn't have a citation, it would tell you you need to cite this or something like that. It was a really nice tool, and never once did that thing ever tell me I did anything wrong. And I'll tell you why, um, because I did I did my I did my papers the old school way. I would write an outline. I would take notes while the teacher talked. I would, um, I would take uh, I would read I'd read the you know the books, and I would write letters in my I would write the bullet statements in my own words, and the in the um, The outline, and then I would sit down and I would type up the paper according to the outline, and I would cite everything within the outline, so that when it came time to type up the paper, I would have all the citing done from the beginning. And we wrote in what was called Turabian format, and it was actually kind of fun if you set up your outline correctly. And guess what? Because you do it that way, you never get plagiarism. Like this is impossible to plagiarize when you're writing it in your own words and you're paraphrasing correctly. It's just ridiculous and this is a lady from harvard the interesting thing about that is what this is yale oh no no this is a uh, uh, the other one uh, harvard right harvard i you know i ask myself over and over again why are people sending their kids to harvard and most people say so they could get that massive job at that corporation that room with a that you know that room with a view or the 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 office with a view overlooking the city as they look down upon the slips and the interesting thing is that those are the people that are running the world right now. And they're all graduates from Yale and Harvard and blah, blah, blah. Whatever these garbage universities, what I like to say they are. I don't care if you graduate from Yale or doesn't do anything. Doesn't, what do you get? A jacket of some sort? Like, I really don't care. There is a website I talk about all the time called Udemy. And it's, like a take of the word academy, right? And it has you instead. And I have taken so many courses on Udemy and that is where I've gotten my strength. The majority of people that I've learned from on Udemy are from India. I take these, I take these classes and it's, it's run by an Indian person. It's like my wife will be like, she can hear me in the other room and she'll go, what, what are you listening to? And I'm like, it's just this class on such and such. God, I can't understand what the guy's saying. Well, you learn to understand it. You, you, get, you get like an ear for it. But I learned so much from these people. They they make these Udemy courses and you, there's just so much to learn. And then there's another tool I talk about every now and then called Quizlet, Q U I Z L E T, and you can build flashcards. And there's an app for your phone, so if you're bored, you could sit down and just like swipe through and just mess with you know tease your mind a bit on certain subjects. Y- Yale isn't going to give that to you. You know, Yale is going to put you in a sorority of some of some sort. Yale is going to get you. Like a prestige status, it is not going to make you, you know, like an engineer of some sort, or you're just not going to. You, you know, you're you're just you're you're basically just fancy pants. So I don't even understand. And at this point, now the the basically people that are graduating from Yale are, are essentially plagiarists. It's just bizarre. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, you know, I think I think I think the education system is going to become basically high school. It's going to be the new high school. It's going to be a government-funded college. And it's just going to be just as bad as it was in high school. And then people are going to do things like go to other schools and avoid the high school. And then states will probably start saying, you know, we have to make a law. You have to go to college or something. I can see that happening. But here's another thing that uh, that happened. Uh, the Florida Surgeon General, he call, he's calling for the halt of mRNA vaccines. Um. You know, he he called for what this article is saying is at least a temporary end to uh, the use of most common type COVID nineteen vaccines, and he really is going after this mRNA technology. Um, and you know, this article also said, well, it halts the you know it it halts and contradicts the recommendations of federal health agencies, which continue to support. Of course, they do. <laughs> they're in. They're in on the rig, right? They're making money. Of course, the the of course the health departments and everything are doing this man think about it think about how much control these people had you you had that like ugly roly poly lady who went up to that gym and she just you know rolled up i think it was in scottsdale and she rolled up and her hair frazzled hair was sticking out of the sides of her mask and she just looked like a unhealthy mess and she's literally banging on a gym door and the gym's like, no, we're private. You can't come in. Do you have a membership? And I have to come in. He looks at the cops and says, uh, this is private property. She ain't coming on. She has to be a member here. And cops are like, yep, you're right. We can't come in. And she was mad. She wanted those cops to go in and bust those non mascateros. I don't know. But it was just these people that work for these agencies they they had their moment they got to tell millions of people what to do and they watched millions of people obey everything they said it was glorious can you imagine can you imagine barking an order and just watching half the world do what you say oh my gosh that's got to be some kind of there's got to be some kind of like narcissistic rush from that so the fda you know they're disagreeing with this surgeon general they even came back and reaffirmed the safety and and effectiveness of the vaccines. Now I'm starting to hear people say, "Um, am back getting the next one? Uh, I just got really sick, and I've got like three of these things. There, are, you know, this thing went around again. I think it's just the flu, right? I think I think the flu's back, folks. But you know, there's people I know that are that have gotten every single update and come, you know, Christmas leave or whatever. I'm on calls with these people. People saying, look, I, I got to get off this call. I got to go take it out. I'm beat. It's just sad. It's sad that people are still going along with it, but that's besides the case. But the FDA reaffirmed the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine stating there is no evidence for the claimed risks. So now they're saying, you don't have any evidence that this is a risk. So they can essentially just make everybody take this thing because you don't have any evidence. And then when you do cite the evidence, oh my goodness, if the evidence is not allowed to be displayed, Well, guess what? This thing can't go on forever, folks. It's a rig, right? It's a rig, and rigs don't last forever, folks. It, you you need to go live in San Bernardino uh, for a few months uh, and and see how long you can get away with rigging people. That's what that's what you guys need to do because you get you definitely don't understand what it's like to be a shyster. So. The focus, or the specifics of the concern is that, uh, so his name is Ladapo, and he's saying that there is a health risk, and it has to do with human genes and DNA found within the vaccine. But we're just gonna pretend that's not true we don't need to investigate it you know in a
5: statement released by florida surgeon general joseph Ladapo this morning latipo notes the discovery of billions of dna fragments per dose in the pfizer and moderna covid-19 mrna vaccines saying in a december 6th letter he wrote to the fda he outlined concerns that this dna could theoretically transform healthy cells into cancerous cells and that it could result in chromosomal instability the FDA. Responded about a week later saying, we would like to make clear that based on a thorough assessment of the entire manufacturing process, the FDA is confident in the quality, safety and effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccines. The agency's benefit risk assessment and ongoing safety surveillance demonstrate that the benefits of their use outweigh their risks. Additionally, with over a billion doses of the vaccines administered, no safety concerns related to residual DNA had been identified. Medical professionals tell News for Jack's Latipo's claim was the fodder for a congressional investigation that was shown to be completely without merit. The claim has also been circulating among right wing media outlets.
2: Uh, this is also consistent with uh, Dr. Latipo's uh, Continuing uh, perversion of medical science for political purposes.
5: Former Duball County Health Department Director Dr. Jeffrey Goldhagen says there's no evidence whatsoever that concludes that the use of another virus in the vaccine will result in any detrimental effects in the present or the future. He says there are multiple virus fragments that are being used in the development of vaccines to stimulate a response, adding that the virus Ladipo referring to has been used for 50 years. Goldhagen says there's more at play here than science.
2: This uh, position of this surgeon general um, is politically motivated and has been refuted by every reputable source, both in the U.S., as well as in Europe.
5: News for Jax requested an interview with Florida Surgeon General today, but we did not receive a response from the Florida Department of Health or Ladapo himself. News for Jax also spoke with another local doctor asking about the safety of the COVID-19 vaccine.
1: Both in the United States, like the CDC, the FDA, Uh, major medical organizations uh, across the U.S. but also across the world uh, saying that the studies show this vaccine is safe and effective uh, and it reduces the risk of harm from COVID-19 infection and that the benefit strongly outweighs uh, any risk.
0: Surgeon General Lapido is the only man on this earth that opposes the Vax. He's got nobody standing behind him. Oh no! Oh no! He is just all by himself, standing on this mountain, beating his chest, and there's nobody there. Every single health professional, every single you know, every single uh, doctor across the world is saying that he's wrong and that they're safe and effective. Safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. That's all they keep saying, safe and effective, safe and effective. When I hear people say safe and effective, it's like I just feel like I'm getting ready to go into the trance because I've heard it so many times. Now, here's something interesting. Is there a war going on with America? Seriously, it's a good question to ask. Really, did the Biden administration basically... Declare war in uh, in a way on America. The Biden administration asked the Supreme Court Tuesday to reinstate federal authority over the international boundary between Mexico and Texas after state officials won a lower court order blocking the U.S. border from removing Constantina wire. Uh, Texas officers had installed to deter deter migrants from crossing a 29-mile stretch. The move represents another volley. In the increasing conflict between Texas and the federal government over border enforcement, state troopers and national guardsmen deployed by the state laid miles of razor wire as part of the state's Operation Lone Star border security effort. The operation has spent or allocated more than eleven billion since twenty twenty one and has sought to challenge the federal government's sole authority and has sought to challenge the federal government oh, sorry I'm repeating myself over the international borders. All right. Have you seen the clippings of people coming in? It's it's insane. And they're all going to be given government handouts. And you know what? I I have a different approach to this. You know, since America doesn't want to stand up and fight for itself, I say give them all the welfare they need. Just keep this puppy printing. Just just press that print button and and put the unlimited number and let's just see how corrupt we can make this puppy. And let's just see how far we can go. (laughs) I mean, it's getting dumb out there. Here's some more. This is really interesting. The Biden administration is intensifying efforts to confiscate around 300 billion in Russian assets that are currently frozen in Western countries. So we remember when the whole thing with Ukraine started and Russia was going to get their butt kicked and Neil Cavuto was reporting... Um, <laughs> clippings from a video game, for crying out loud. This whole thing is just backfired as we predicted. We knew this wasn't going to work. We knew that this was going to fail. You don't fight a war via phone app. You just don't. And that's exactly what they did. They literally thought they just throw money and throw equipment. And then the Ukrainians will go in there and they'll beat up the old stupid Russians or a bunch of dummies. I don't know what they're talking about, blah, 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 blah. And look what happened. Now they are going to they are looking to take the effort to take the assets that they froze 300 billion uh, Russian assets and now they want to take those assets and they want to transfer those assets to Ukraine <laughs> you that that like i you can't make that up like that's insane the additionally the us congress has approved a bill <laughs> do you hear that uh let me say it again let me say it a little more with a little let me make let me say it a little easier additionally the us congress has approved a bill to transfer those frozen assets to help ukraine they have approved a bill that's your republican congress your republican warmongering congress they want a war baby they want this war to keep on going So, moreover, legislation has been reintroduced into Congress, known as the Rebuilding Economic Prosperity and Opportunity, (laughs) which, ironically, is abbreviated as REPO. Literally, the Rebuilding Economy Prosperity and Opportunity for Ukrainians Act. This is your government. So, uh, okay, I I just want you to understand something. If you're one of those angry, crazy whatevers that were coming after me going on about this dumb war. That's not really dumb, actually. I mean, I, I take that back. I mean, there is a lot of poor lost souls in Ukraine and Russia, for that matter. But this legislation includes provisions that give the president the authority to confiscate Russian sovereign assets from frozen in the United States and transfer them to assist in Ukraine's reconstruction efforts. It also seeks to establish an international compensation mechanism to transfer confiscated or frozen sovereign assets to assist Ukraine. So there is an economist, and his name is Peter St. Ong. I might have cited him before, but this guy is a genius. He's a Austrian econo- Mainstream economist. Mainstream Yale economist. Sorry, started that a little bit early on you, but you got to hear his take.
2: Mainstream Yale economist Bob Schiller is warning of a, quote, cataclysm for the US dollar if Joe Biden and the EU follow through on their plan to hand 300 billion dollars of frozen russian assets to ukraine schiller argues it would quote destroy the halo of security that surrounds the dollar and be the first step towards de-dollarization across the world the background here is that after russia's invasion of the ukraine last year the us and europe froze 300 billion dollars owned by russia's central bank who had been using them as reserve assets to back the currency as all central banks do This was part of the war sanctions in hopes that it would crash the Russian banking system, leading to social unrest, perhaps to Putin on a spike. Ironically, it was our banks that crashed instead, starting with Silicon Valley, then Signature and First Republic, along with a bevy of lesser stars. Moreover, this was a catastrophic move for the U.S. dollar, essentially putting every country in the world on notice that should they displease Joe Biden, their sovereign dollars will be seized with an eye to putting their leader on a spike. A risk that notably does not exist if one parks assets in, say, the Japanese yen or Chinese yuan, or gold for that matter. And so, predictably, we've had moves all year of countries diversifying out of the U.S. dollar, getting out before they're targeted next. With China only too happy to grease the skids and gut America's dollar empire. And there it stood for two years, but now things have changed. Namely, the Ukraine money spigot is running dry. Republicans in Congress just blocked another 60 billion of taxpayer money to Zelensky, while Hungary's populist prime minister blocked another 50 billion from the EU. This has meant a scramble for dollars in Washington and Brussels to feed the Kiev meat grinder. As one EU official put it, quote, we need to find a way to get cash to Ukraine in whatever form, as in legal or not. And so, Unable to pass more money in the legitimate political process, the U.S. and Europe are now turning to that $300 billion.
0: So there is more on that video. Peter St. Ong, Peter St. O-N-G-E, look him up. He uh, also They also play his posts for Wall Street Silver on Twitter and um, YouTube. He has a lot of incredible takes. But really, this will destroy the U.S. dollar. Well... Remember, there's a lot of things that are destroying the US dollar. But other countries on the outside will move to protect their own assets. So where will they go with that? They will go to gold. That's where they will go. They will go to gold. They will buy other people's currencies. They will invest in their resources. When they start getting... and So what they will start doing, because they don't like what's happening, they may not like Russia. They may not like those guys. But what they don't want is if you make the U.S. angry, they'll confiscate your assets. So you know what they're going to start doing? They're going to start selling it off. They'll start selling it off in the form of the bond, you know, debt, uh, debt bond. uh, They'll start selling the debt off in the form of the bonds. And that money is going to come right back to the U.S. Countries will possibly invest in other uh, foreign currencies. I just said that. And China will work very hard to make their currency a thing to invest in, and there is this move across to Europe to run away from Ukraine. Both Hungary and um, let's see, it was Hungary and one other country. Can't remember the other one. Hungary was one of them for sure, though. They strong armed uh, the UN to move away from a lot of this stuff that you're seeing. So you know this this stuff isn't going to happen tomorrow morning, but countries around the world are just they're really getting ticked off at the USA and our antics you know and I can't say I can't I can't say that I don't agree with them I mean I would I would I would sell off my stuff too if I if you know if I, if this this was to ever happen if they if they are and they're going to do it let me tell you something they're going to do it they got the US concert uh, they got the US Congress behind it so they're going to do it it doesn't matter if it's unconstitutional or not unconstitutional or uncool or not it doesn't matter they're going to do it so get ready for that You can bet your dollars to donuts that other countries and, and don't forget, I mean, you've got this BRICS system. Saudi Arabia. It's January, folks, January twenty twenty four. Countries are gonna start buying oil in their own currencies. And the and the response has been the response has just been like, eh, we're the USA, we're the best thing on earth. Okay, we're going to talk about that here in a second, because... Uh, I don't know if that's a very good philosophy to live by. But we'll find out. So... Let's talk about something else that's going on. You're gonna about, You're about to. Uh, you're about to sigh. <laughs> Here he goes again. He's talking about South America, the rise of the Mexican peso. Did a little research this weekend. Kid you not? And I wrote up something. The Mexican peso has been strengthening against the U.S. dollar. In 2023, the peso closed its strongest year against the U.S. dollar for over three decades. The remarkable performance was due to several factors. It has to do with the interest rates of, of the Bank of Mexico and the Federal Reserve. The Bank of Mexico's interest rate was at a high of 11% compared to the Federal Reserve's at 5 Now, this is all published, okay? This is all published. That came out of a Yahoo finance. Okay, and this is coming out of Mexico News Daily. It appreciated to below 17 to the US dollar. So 17 pesos to the dollar for the first time in August of 2023. So in August of 2023, they were like 20 some and we jumped up and they jumped up to 17. Now remember the goal, right? If you're if you're the Mexican peso, your goal is to be one on one with the US dollar. So that that marked a significant appreciation against the dollar. And Uh, analysts have attributed the strengthening of the peso to several factors, including the near-shoring boom. That would be where you start bringing your stuff closer to home rather than being abroad. Soaring remittances and Mexico's healthy fiscal position. Who would have thought? (laughs) Who would have thought? So this trend, this nearshoring trend, has been particularly impactful as many multinational companies have started relocating their manufacturing plants from China to, wait for it, Mexico. That's right. Mexico is right next to the USA. And so this strong performance, there were anticipations of a potential reversal of this trend. Expectations that the peso might start depreciating, but as the reports come forward, peso has maintained its strength against the dollar, and that came out of Bloomberg what are, what are they? What is that? It's like, oh, it's like Bloom, Bloomberg Linea. So that this, this is like Latin America's Bloomberg. And let's see. The question is, is has the U.S? contribute to this have they been a part of this because you know the the articles that you read right the articles that you read in the usa uh, well you know uh, it's just because mexico is becoming so amazing and i won't lie they're a lot better than they were i have a lot of respect for mexico and i have a lot of respect for the people that live there that are demanding that things change a significant factor has been the difference in interest rates okay we did cover that okay but that that is one of the ways that the the uh, the U.S. has has um, you know has contributed because it has to do with the interest rates. Now you got to understand something. You know a lot of people are crying and yelling about the interest rates, but you know Calvin Coolidge, I think they might have put the interest rate up in the twenties when they had a nasty inflation problem. They they did this trick. They cut the taxes to le- nearly nothing. And then they put the inflation or then they attached an interest rate to the U.S. dollar, therefore making it much stronger dollar and that curbed inflation. And that led to the roaring 20s. Now, Calvin Coolidge was gone. He only did, you know, he he finished off uh, Warren G. Harding's term and then he did a term of his own and he was gone. And of course, he's to blame for the roaring 20 or the stock market crash after the roaring 20s. Yeah, it's all Calvin Coolidge's fault. Okay, you can guys can be blaming all you want, but <laughs> you start ripping back these interest rates. I mean, because you got to understand, if you if you got your currency based on nothing, I mean, you have to do something to make it strong. Not that I agree with anybody. I don't agree with these interest rates. I don't. I don't agree with. I, I agree in backing your currency with gold, and and that's it. And then you got something to value your stuff against, and you don't got to play this game of. You know, uh, fluctuating rates and stuff. Now, you know, these people are going to come out and say, well, you hate the poor, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, okay. Whatever. You think there's no poverty in America? Have you looked with all these low interest rates over the last years and the money printing? Have you taken a look at the homeless population in America? got to be kidding me. No, I don't want to hear it. I'm just not going to listen. Oh, but it was the conservative policies. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I get it. You, you found a team to root for. But you're not going to be able to stop dealing with the reality. And if you keep printing money... I don't care if your name is Donald Trump and I don't care if your name is Joe Biden. I don't don't care. You keep printing money, you're going to have a problem. That's just a fact. So economic policies and data in the U.S. also play a major role. Um, The lower inspected inflation rates in the U.S. can influence market expectations, possibly leading to anticipations of interest rate cuts by the Federal Reserve. And guess what? They just announced. They just announced uh, today, I think it was, that they're going to lower interest rates. Now, are they going to lower them? I don't know. They never do what they say. They put out a press release. They're going to do this. I don't do it. Or they say they're going to do it and they do it. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. The 2024 is the year of create. This is where people, you are going to see people creating stuff like you've never seen. We've got technology. We've got all kinds of things on our side. It is up to you, the individual, to network with people right now and make something. That's your job. Make. Make. Don't go out there and say, but 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 I, 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 I that's not fair. No, no, you, you you live in an unfair world. You live in a very unfair world right now. So you know s- you know suck that up. That's what I say. Life is unfair for you. Are you done crying? Because it's time to to make something. I have friends, diehard liberals. They are making stuff. Kid you not. And you know, I, hopefully one day I can. Hopefully one day I can show that to you personally. But I don't know, we'll figure that out later. But people are making stuff. I meet more and more people that are doing home gardening, more and more people that are making items and selling them on the internet. Yeah. This is this is the create year. This is the create year. Now, the shift in global supply chains with many companies moving their manufacturing bases closer to the US has also contributed, as we've just said before. And it has to do with the, you know, our our trade policies. And there is a rise against the dollar with the with the Mexican peso. All right, so we're 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 just about done here. I w- once again I, I know I said earlier, but I want to say hello to the Instagram folks. Um, you know we didn't do episodes all through the end of the month, uh, the whole December. I don't think we did one, but you know the Instagram folks are so awesome. They still send stuff over. So once again, I don't name drop people. If you want to be name dropped, you know, tell me. Hey, I sent this to you. Um and this is my name (laughs) then i'll say your name but i'm not going to name drop people um so here's one this is uh titled more people are fed up and um so here's one man uh complaining um about what's going on and i think that this man is going to be doing something
6: so california just passed a bill for illegal immigrants to have free health care in california man you just can't make this stuff up Why does it seem that Democrats love to spend our tax dollars on non-citizens? You know who is the leading people using our welfare system? No, it's not the white people in trailer parks. It's not the black people in the hood. It's the people that came here illegally. Basically, if you don't pay taxes, you get all the benefits. Yes, billions of your tax dollars is paying for all of this. And to all my black people that think that the Democrats gonna give you uh, some type of reparations. Come on now, they'd rather spend billions of dollars on people that wasn't even born here. But the people that helped build this country, what are they getting? And listen, I'm not against immigration. But when you are getting more than actual citizens and you here illegally, then that's a problem. They are literally trying to destroy America from within. And guess what? You voted for Biden, you voted for your own destruction, and if you live in California, I feel sorry for you. And the funny thing is, Gavin Newsom might be the actual runner for the Democratic president, so y'all might want to pay attention.
0: And I agree. I I don't know if he will be the uh, the guy running. Um, but do you really see this man crossing the finish line? I know I, I said that like during the primaries. My wife and I were kind of making little like private bets off on the side, like. Is, is is Biden going to get through the, the primaries? Oh, he's there. His behavior is bizarre, but that's okay. I mean, he's the president, right? Got to accept that. And like I say, look, I mean, it, create, folks. You need to create. You need to network. You need to create. You need to make stuff. You need to make, make, make. Don't play this game, complaining, crying. Get out there and make. You you If you want to complain, then complain, but you better have something. You You better be holding something in your hand that you made. That's the way I'm looking at it because the complaining days are, are, are becoming stupid and it's time to get rid of these grifters and narcissists. And I'm gonna tell you something a little bit about this guy. Uh, of course, he's a black guy. He said he was. And, and I, I have to tip hats to him in many ways. Um, you know, he said, hey, hey, it's not the, it's not the, um, it's not the black people in the hood that are wasting all the money. It's not the, it's not the, it's not the white people in the trailer parks. I mean, those are stereotypes, right? That's what Hollywood tells you. no, they're giving this money to everybody but you. Now, I am not a socialist and I don't advocate redistribution of wealth in any way, shape, or form. So that's not what I'm saying there. But what I'm saying is, saying is, is they're giving everybody money except you. My wife and I, we have this house out in the, I like to say wilderness. And I'll tell you, it's it's rough. it's rough doing it on your own in a lot of ways because when something breaks, you're responsible to fix it. So we're talking about, you know, we're talking about um, trying to come up with money for some projects this year on the house. And you know, she just said it. She goes, "You know, it just irks me that you know these, these foreigners are coming in. And they're just getting checks written to them, and we're sitting around trying to figure out ways to pay for everything." I have another good friend that keeps telling me, "Hey, you know, you were exposed to some uh, some burn pits out there in Iraq. You need to go and apply for disability." I, I got I, I just I can't do it. I can't. I I don't know why I can't do it. I don't know why I can't. I can't. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not. I, I got to figure something else out. I just can't do it. God bless you if you do. Get all the money. Build what you can. But, you know, interesting about this black guy. So Larry Elder talks about this a lot. You know, I grew up east of East Los Angeles. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. Uh, when you would go out to um, like what you would call Crenshaw Boulevard, um, that's like Compton area. There was like a there was some like independent record stores out in those areas when I was a teenager. And you get in a group of you know group of people, you get together and you go buy these records, and it was th- these areas were pre- predominantly black areas. Areas, nobody nobody beat us up, nobody gave us a hard time, nothing like that. But I'll tell you something, Larry Elder, I was listening to Larry Elder about you know maybe five six years ago, and he said, you know, he goes, you know, Larry Elder grew up in, uh, I think he, he I think he grew up in South Central, but he knows all those areas like Compton and. And he was talking about Compton, and he said, "Did you know that Compton, the blacks have been run out of Compton?" I don't know how true it is. And, you know, when I go to California nowadays, I just go to Palm Springs and Indio and places like that. We don't really go. We don't really go too far in. Make the occasional trip to Rialto. <laughs> but he he says that that yeah the blacks have been run out of Compton. That it's a hardcore uh, like illegal alien zone. I don't know how true it is, but. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll do a report on it. I'll tell you about it if I drive through Compton anytime soon. But you know, he would, he had talked about how they moved the made the movie Car Wash. Apparently, that was filmed in Compton. I did not know. I never seen the movie. I probably won't ever watch the movie. But little things like that. So it's interesting that you know he comes up with that and he's complaining, not complaining, but he's like talking about California. And I, he he comes across as a California guy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's like me. He's California, and he like left. me. probably a vet. He looks like a vet, like in the in the picture. Or his behavior, way, his demeanor sounds veteran to me. But anyway, um, there the comedians are now coming out. Oh, thank you, comedians! It's time to act bold here. But they're coming out, and this is a guy named Jeff Die.
5: Stupid time, COVID was. Everyone
4: in L.A. was like, mental health. Make sure your mental health is okay. Is your mental health good? Your mental health?
5: And then the second, like, COVID was announced, it got all politicized as a virus. To like, stay in your house! Stay in your house alone, Jeff, with all your alcohol and guns. You don't have a career anymore, so don't worry about it. Also, there's no more sports. All your favorite bars are closed. Try not to blow your brains out. Don't invite anyone over. Cover your face, even indoors. I was like, I think I have some mental health stuff. <laughs> try to leave my house to get coffee. They're like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I was going to get a coffee. I don't know. <laughs> what are you from Republican? I'm like, I think I am actually. I think I am. You're kind of pushing me that way. I think, I think that I am. Scary.
0: Yeah, so the, the comedians are getting bold. Oh, good, go- good job, guys. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're bold now these uh, Dana Carvey's and stuff they they're they're now making fun of Fauci really we we could have used that 3 years ago guys really you're you're cowards <laughs> you're cowards you you the comedian right you the comedians uh, the bold faced people are all vaxxed up all boosted up and uh now you're acting Is like it now they're now Whoops, sorry and now they're acting like uh oh you know i, I was against it the whole time okay all right whatever so yeah you heard the lady say vivek uh, ramaswamy here's a quote uh, from uh, vivek uh, ramaswamy this was sent over uh from one of the instagram users and i thought that this was an interesting, interesting clip
1: vivek ramaswamy is a 2024 presidential candidate here he is vivek the secretaries of states in 2020 secretaries of states one individual would come in and wipe away the laws of the legislature and say, because of COVID, I'm changing mail-in balloting. One person changing election rules. That was 2020. 2024, one person saying, I am disenfranchising Trump voters. Your thoughts?
3: Well, look, Kaylee, I think you phrased it well, but I would say that this is not an action of one person. This is the action of an entire system that has an anaphylactic reaction to one man. And I think they're dropping the breadcrumbs, they're making it clearer by the day. I'm concerned that they will not allow this man to get anywhere near the start line of the election, let alone the finish line. And I say this as somebody who's running in the same race as Donald Trump. This is not how we should want to win. So I stand by the pledge I made earlier on the back of the Colorado decision, and I reiterate it today that I will voluntarily, as a Republican candidate, remove myself from any GOP primary ballot where one of my competitors, Donald Trump included, is forcibly removed through this unconstitutional maneuver. And I think one thing that the other Republican candidates can do, Kaylee, is to fight against this, to say that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing, that if Maine is going to do this, we then take Maine out of the GOP primary process. That's the logical way to handle this. And so I made that announcement tonight. I challenge every one of my other competitors in the GOP primary to do the same thing, to say that we will not stand by idly and watch this brazen form of election interference in the GOP primary itself. And I think that that's not a left wing or a right wing issue. It shouldn't be. This is about the Constitution and who we are as Americans. And that's why I've taken the position I have.
0: So, yeah, uh, that he is responding to Maine. Yeah. Um... And he is right, and I want you to pay more attention to him. You know, when he first started, he was singing all the right tunes, and he was coming across to me as kind of like ear candy. Um, He's just saying what I like to hear. He has become much more serious over this last few weeks. You can see it on him. I would even tell you that Vivek has aged a couple years already. He is looking older all of a sudden. Look at him when he first w- stepped out. You know, I was getting these campaign emails. and I'm like, this guy Vivek. He looks like one of my coworkers. I mean, he's like, he's like, a, like, a, you know, he looks like a techie dude. And he, you know, he's got this history like with big pharma and stuff like that. But you know, it's just, I think, I think things get rough and serious. And I think he's seeing it. I think he's experiencing it. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll just see the development of Vivek. We'll we'll follow Vivek a little bit through this one, okay? Uh, and then uh, this was funny. I, I got this, and uh, this person wrote Megan uh, Kelly. Megan Kelly. Kill- I think she wrote Megan Kelly lost a con- a coronary or something like that. She um, experienced a coronary or something like that. So this is really funny. Uh, Megan Kelly just like just goes into a rant. It's pretty cool.
1: We have so lost the youth of this country. That now, 20 years later, not 70, not 170. They wanna look back and rewrite the history of Osama bin Laden because Palestine. Because deconstructing, what, colonization? Because there's been a mind meld on college campuses that has corrupted and infected and toxified an entire generation. And now your kids and my kids are going to have to deal with these cretins who hate America because we made them, because their parents failed them, their educators failed them, corporate America continues to fail them, the media continues to fail them. And it's the fight for our lives. If you don't think this is coming to a school near you or a community near you, you haven't been paying attention.
0: Uh, Megan Kelly sounds like she's been hanging out with me for an afternoon. She, uh, <laughs> She's been getting really um, animated lately. I'm going to tell you, this is... Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz told Greg Hunter the other night that this is the year of the pushback. And or she might have said 2023 was year of pushback. I think that's how she worded it. Uh, the, she runs what's called the Solari Report. It's like 30 bucks a month. There's no way I'm paying 30 bucks a month. 30 bucks a month is a lot of money. Um, you you got to be a very... Uh, you got to be really into economics to to spend uh, thirty bucks a month on a newsletter, but you know it, it's it's really good reporting. So Catherine Ostafits, I think she called twenty twenty three the year of the pushback, and I am telling you, this young lady puts out the other day on the Great American Family Channel, she puts out you know this is, you know my my year is going to be create, and I, I'll tell you, that that rang right with me, and that that's not a new year's resolution. That's like a. That's like a declaration, right? I don't. I don't like. I told you. I don't. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do fifteen hundred calories a day from January to March. You know, it, it, it's just kind of funny, right? But on the other hand, I think people do res, New Year's resolutions because it is kind of like a new start. I mean, you go through you know Christmas, you have Thanksgiving, and you eat your heart out, and then you have Christmas and you have your heart out and you probably eat your heart out in between all those days and by the time you hit New Year's Day and you've had God knows whatever it is everybody's drinking and you could be drinking Coca-Cola or you know apple cider or whatever it is in my age I don't really drink a whole lot of anything except water tea coffee but you know, by the time new year's day rolls around new Year's day you know is there and the goofy celebrations of the day taking over to the next <laughs> you do like come to a realization of, like you know i think i think i need to get started on some stuff and so you do you do get a sense of motivation and so i am motivated i'm absolutely I'm pumped up i'm ready to go we got this new you know network we're building out it's going to be you know it's create You know, it's time for you to create. It's time for you to get your tool, whatever it is, and create. And I'm going to be like a broken record on that. Um, The date for complaining is over. Uh, We know what they are. We know how they feel about you. Um, We know what they think of you. (laughs) I mean, I had people this last year tell me exactly what they think. And you know what? I value your opinion. And go in peace. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm going to create. I'm going to have a good time creating. And I hope you do too. I hope you make many things. So I will see you on the next episode.